0: Welcome to the Creekwood Church podcast. Our church exists to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. For that reason, we want to take a moment and let you know about Growth Track. Growth Track is a 3-week class designed to help you connect with us, discover who you are, and develop your leadership. Sign up for Growth Track and get more information at creekwoodchurch.com/growthtrack or on our Creekwood Church app. We hope this message inspires you and helps you discover practical ways to live a life of purpose. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Creekwood. It is so ha- good to have you uh, join me today, and I'm just excited about being able to speak today. And, um, I, you know, watching that video we just watched just a few moments ago makes me just miss you guys so much. And uh, I do have Mr. Petey back again this week to help me. I know that... Um, a lot of you guys are sitting on your couch and you've got your dogs with you. And uh we're gonna uh, have a great service today and I'm just looking forward to speaking into your life. You know, uh it's always an honor to be able to share. And uh, um I know that this is really all new for me to be able to to do online church. And you know, I've I've heard several people uh, say to me, man, I, I'm so sorry that you guys are having to shut Creekwood down. And um I have kind of listened to that and like wanted to bow up and say, no, Creekwood Church is not shutting down. In fact, Creekwood Church is more alive than ever, and the only thing that's changed is that we are moving into a new season of where we now are taking church online, so I'm excited about that, and uh, you know, um, again, I know these are trying times that we are in, but we're not canceling church. We are just simply moving things online, and so uh, I want to thank you today for joining us, and you know, last weekend was really incredible how many people joined us over 2000 thousand people joined us online and watching the services. And I know so many of you are are helping spread the word out there. And and, uh, so thank you so much for watching today. And uh, if you've got your Bibles, I want you to go to Psalms 91, Psalms 91, and then also Mark chapter four. And, um, but before we get into the word today, you know, uh, the coronavirus virus that we are experiencing right now, and that I know it's bringing a lot of panic in a lot of people's lives, and it is, it's not a laughing matter. But I do think there are some funny things about it. And uh, for example, I don't know why people are hoarding so much toilet paper, and uh, we got a picture. I, I want you to check that picture out. And this is what a lot of your you guys are doing. You've got all of that that in your house, piling up, and. I kind of fell prey to this this last week. I went to the grocery store and I kept hearing them say only two packages of toilet paper allowed. And like we have, my wife goes to Costco all the time. We've got so much toilet paper. We 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 could sell it and make a fortune. But I went to the grocery store and they said, you can only get two. Guess what I did? I got two just because they said you need to get some. And so this is what a lot of us are doing. I also think that like if if they were to do a sequel to The Lion King. Um, this is like like the Golden Grail. And uh, you can see the picture there. And I know that, that like, you guys, I can't see you, but I know you're laughing about that. Uh, and and I, I just think it's kind of funny what we're doing. Uh, you know, a lot of y'all, again, um, have this, like, panic room ready. And this is what the picture looks like of your panic room, and you're set to go in case a coronavirus hits your house. Um, You know, another thing that's so huge is you've been wondering, I know what you could do with all those CVS receipts that you get. This is finally something that you can use it for, and it's paying off for you to be able to use the CVS receipts. And so... um, you know what? Another thing that somebody brought up to me is that probably during this time, with all the the people that are sitting at home, there's probably in about nine months, there's probably going to be some babies, and uh, um, when those babies are are teenagers, when they're thirteen, they're going to actually be called quarantines. I thought that was really funny. I bet you're laughing harder than I'm seeing. But anyways. Um, Another thing that's kind of scary is, you know what? A lot of us can't get a haircut, and this is what our haircuts are going to look like after 18 months of not being able to take a, get a haircut. And um, again, I saw this picture, and I was like cracking up because I was like, oh, my word, this is what we're all going to look like by the the time this is all over. So, you know, again... um, the coronavirus is not a, a laughing matter, but there are some funny things about it. And uh, I think we've got to keep our sense of humor through all of this. And, you know, I also want to take a moment before I speak uh, to you today. And, you know, my heart goes out to all of our uh, medical workers, those that are on the front lines that are working at the hospitals and the nurses and doctors and all of those that work there. And uh, also, uh, I've, I've spoken to several of you that are small business owners. And uh, man, the stress of, of uh, the thought of possibly having to lay some people off, it it's just o- overwhelms you. And then also, um, I've had some conversations with people that uh, your son or your daughter is a senior, and I know a lot of our seniors from our youth group are watching today, and I just want to tell you we love you, and man, I'm so sorry that this is happening to you during this year of your senior year, and I want to take a moment before we do anything else, and we're going to look at God's Word in just a few moments, but what I would like for us to do is I, I want us to pray together, and I want us to ask God just to to um, strengthen these people that I mentioned, and I know there's there's so many different aspects of this. There's single moms that are at home, single parents that, man, that you're doing this by yourself. And I, I just want you to know that that our staff and and the leadership of this church is praying for you guys. And so I'd like for you right there in your living room to bow your heads, and I, I want us to pray together today, and just invite God's presence into your home, invite God's presence into the lives of all of those that are. Man, this is devastating to them, what they're going through. Father, thank you. Father, for your presence. Thank you, God, that you are with us. And Lord, I just lift up everyone. God, our our medical workers, the professionals that are on the front lines, that God, they are are struggling with all of this. God, and, and just the fear and the anxiety of of being able to take care of people, Lord. I just pray for them. I pray for small business owners, God. I pray that you would bless them abundantly, God. Father, I pray for wisdom, God, as they lead their companies, Lord. And God, I just pray for our our high school seniors that, God, this is devastating to them, Lord. God, I pray that they would be able to see the good in in all of this, God, and that the memories that they're, they're making with their family and memories that they're making as they're having to walk through this, God, that they just sense your presence, God, Father. I thank you for this, God. And everyone said, "Amen." Well, I want to share some thoughts, and you know, normally we we uh, are in a series, and I just felt strongly that during these these weeks that that we are facing this, especially at the beginning of the, this coronavirus, that it's just devastating and kind of shutting down our nation and also our world that I, I wanted to just speak some individual messages that I felt like God was just speaking to me about for you. And so I want to share about a different topic today. And if, again, if you've got your Bibles in Psalms 91, and I want to read this scripture to you, it says, verse one, whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And one of the things that I want to point out as I really set this up of the topic that I'm going to be talking about today is that the psalmist, he is writing this, and this is a psalm about security. This psalm that, that we just read, it's it's about security and, and how that he can find security in trusting God. And I love the fact that what he says is that he shows us that we, we can grow in our trust. And I want to talk to you about what does it look like for you to grow in your trust with God. And I think that, that there's probably not a, a more timely topic for us to talk about because this is something that a lot of us right now, in the midst of all the uncertainty and all the fear that we're facing, it's, it's very easy for us to not trust in God. And here the psalmist begins to talk about that. He says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high, and I love that he gives God, he, he speaks of two names of God. One is that God is the most high. And you know what I love about this is that God is, is, is above everything God transcends everything that you're facing, that whatever all the uncertainties that we're seeing in our, in our culture and the economy and your family with your health and all of that, God is bigger. God is bigger than your small business. And I know right now it's very easy to look at what's going on in the economy and say, well, there's no opportunities. Well, listen to me. God is a God that can create opportunities because he is over everything. And so I love that he mentions this, that he says that God is the most high. And then he also says that our God is the almighty. That God is, is the almighty. He is again over this where he he mentions this, that he says the most high, and then he says the almighty. But what I love is the, the, the last part of the last verse that I read. It says, he's my refuge and my fortress my God. And if you underline your Bible or highlight your Bible, I would encourage you to to highlight that little phrase that it says, my God. And I want you to say that with me today. Just say, my God. I I want you to, to let that really ring inside of your heart today as you say that out, that you say, my God in whom I trust, my God in whom I trust. Say that with me, my God in whom I trust. And I've been thinking a lot about this, just like you have as I've been processing what's happening the last several weeks. And I've really just been asking God, God, what are you trying to show us? What are you trying to speak into our lives? And God, this, uh, although, you know, I think of, man, on one side, well, God, God, we don't get to meet as, as 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 a church in one building, but God, what, what are you trying to speak into our lives? What are you trying to show us? And God began to really show me this last week, something so powerful that I think that a lot of us have gotten away from truly saying and believing and living out the, my God in whom I trust, See, I think that a lot of us have been trusting in a lot of other things than my God. A lot of us, again, have been trusting maybe on success or money, and we've been been, um, trusting possibly in in, um, all of these things like pleasure, relationships, attractiveness, all of these things that we have looked as a source of our our strength of what holds us together, and it's what we trust in. God. We trust in those things. And it's like God came along and again and allowed this coronavirus to happen to, to our culture that all of a sudden he pulled the rug out from underneath us and said, I want you to get back to me. You know, one of the things that I've found out is that when you go through a storm, it reveals a lot about you. It reveals a lot about who you are. It reveals a lot about really what you're trusting in. I think there's a great example of this in in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. This is what it says, uh, verse 35 through 37. If you want to turn there and follow along with me today, it says, "'That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, "'Let us go over to the other side.'" Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And I want to say this about this story that we're reading is that this is not some fable. This is a real story. It says that day, there was an actual day in the evening that this happened. This happened that it devastated the disciples. And it says that, that a, furious, a furious squall came up. This huge storm came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. They were almost going under. They were like in a panic. The disciples that had followed Jesus, now they're stopping and they're going, man, we might actually drown here. And then it says, Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion, The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Verse 41, or or verse 40 says, He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? You still have no faith. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And again, um, this is an incredible story that we find here where Jesus is with the disciples. And they're they're going to the other side and Jesus is asleep. And there's this big old storm that happens. And the disciples are finding out something about themselves is that Possibly their faith has been about a lot of words and not a lot of action. That their trust in Christ, is, is it's been okay when everything was going okay, but now that everything looks like it's not and it's a storm, it looks like maybe this is not like I need to examine what kind of faith I have in Jesus Christ and here the disciples have this moment that this storm it it reveals an, a lot about their faith and you know last week i asked you as we ended the the message last week and i asked you what is this revealing about you this pandemic virus that we're going through, the shutdown, the isolation. And man, like I've heard from so many of you that are like, you know what, I'm having to be a teacher to my kids. And like, you want to just now you're going to next time you see your kids teachers, you are going to want to hug them and give them a $100 bill. Because you are going to go, I cannot believe they put up with my kids. And you're, you're going through all of that. You're sitting at home, and all the what-ifs are going through your mind, and you're thinking about all this stuff. And it's very easy to get in the rut of going, you know what? I am so full of doubt and so full of fear, and that's what our world is doing right now. But I want to encourage you. This is a, is a moment that you can embrace now, when you look at and you say, you know, what is this? I need to look and see why am I having so much fear? Why don't I trust God? Is it maybe that this is revealing something about me that without even realizing it, that I started to, to, to make uh, success an idol in my life? You know, we don't like to talk about idolatry. And uh, I know that in our culture, most of us are not going around externally showing some little Buddha, little idol that you got at your house. But I think internally, a lot of us have placed some idols in our life that we placed above, above God. And now that we are in this storm right now, it's revealing a lot about who you trust in. And now, all of these things that we, we have drawn into to receiving strength from, they're taken away from us. And this temporary uh, season that we're going through, I think it's a powerful thing that instead of just looking at it as saying, let me just get through it, God would you bring me back to you. God would you begin to reveal to me see trust is activated in our lives. Not just um by our words but also by our actions. It's we have to be careful that that you know sometimes our faith and, and our trust is we can sing about god and we can speak about god but our actions are showing something different if you know for example in your house the action that is coming out of you is you know what i'm not at peace i can't enjoy anything that is happening around around me because i am so full of fear and so much doubt see there has to be something inside of you that that understands this that trust is activated by action. Action, not by words, and see, we have to understand that trusting God—it's—it's it's, when you trust God, it, it moves you beyond trusting human reasoning. And it's so easy to watch CNN and Fox. And again, I, I feel like I need to kind of revisit this again with you. That be careful that you don't spend enti- entire days just soaking in all of that. And you're not stopping and catching yourself and say, I am on this cycle of just fear. It's just being fed and worry and anxiety. And instead, stop and allow God to speak into your life during this season. Allow him to show you possibly that maybe, you know what, this is going to be a season that when we come out, and this has been my heart as I prayed over the families of this church and those of you watching, is that, that, you know what, this would not be a season. Over and over I've come back to this, that this would not be a season that you just get through. But this would be something that when you get out on the other side, your entire family, your kids are never the same before. That you say, we will never go back to living the way we were living before. We, this is a new day for us when it comes to our trust in God, that we are going to get back to trusting God truly. See, if you want to experience, and if you want to write this down today, if you want to experience the fullness of God's promises and presence, you've got to choose to trust God. It is, it is a decision, and I love that about the psalmist that I read to you a, a few moments ago, Psalm 91, where he had to make this decision that he says, He is my refuge, my God in whom I trust. I trust in God, and this is the decision that I make. So how is it that we can build our faith? Because, see, I want to help you that, you know, uh, practically speaking, what is it, and how can you apply this, and what can you begin to do during this time to build your faith? For example, one of the things that you can do, again, is to, Limit your 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 TV hours and get in God's word. You know, you need to hear God's word. You need to hear his word. You need to write that down. I, I need to hear his word. Romans 10, 17 says this. Faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So I build up my trust in God again I, I I believe that Jesus took them through allowed this storm to come to really reveal some things about the disciples and you know you can look at at the Israelites in the wilderness the same thing happened that you know God, took them out of Egypt and, and brought them out of this slavery. And God had, it It took one day to get them out of Egypt, but it took 40 years to actually get things to change because they again had trusted in so many things and God provided over and over and over and over for them. And again, I, I believe that this is a moment that, that you can begin to build your trust Number one, by by hearing the word of God, read the word out loud to your kids. Sit around in your living room and say, let's let's read through this chapter. Um, secondly, we need to act upon his word. Act on his word. This is important. Again, uh, James 1.22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And I, I think that this is so important is that, again, in practically speaking that in these days that they seem like they're so long and you're at your house and you begin to think about what God's word says about the way that you should love, the way you should live and begin to to act that out. Let there be some action about that, of what you're receiving. You know, Psalms 143 says this, verse eight, let the morning bring me word of of your unfailing love for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Isn't that awesome? It says, rescue me from my enemies, Lord, for I hide myself in you. And you could basically place, rescue me from the coronavirus, for I hide myself in you. And I just, again, want to encourage you to take this time to not just be a time to get through it, but allow it to be something that you say, you know what, man, we are really going to examine our schedules. We're going to really examine what kind of lifestyle did we have before everything had to be shut down. And now that our our family is together and we're beginning to understand what's really important in life and allow this, this new trust in God to begin to build, to begin to grow inside of your life. You know, after the coronavirus, there's gonna be other things that are gonna happen in our world. There's gonna be other things that you're gonna face in your health and your finances with your kids and being able to have this as a season that you say, that was the season where I got myself back grounded where I needed to be with God and that I truly allowed my trust in him My God, as the psalmist said, my God in whom I trust, my God. I I just kept thinking about that all day today is that my God in whom I trust. When it comes to your small business, my God in whom I trust. When it comes to your kids, my God in whom I trust. When it comes to your finances and all of the things that you're thinking about, my God in whom I trust. I don't trust in anything else but my God. And today, what, what I'd like for us to do in just a few moments, we're going to have a special song that I think so speaks into our lives. And I, I, I again, as I was thinking about the bigness of what this, this season can bring, and as your pastor, you know that I love you and I want what's best for you. And I honestly believe God is going to bring some incredible things out of this season, that your families are going to be changed, that everything about your life is going to be changed. And in 20 years, 30 years from now, generations to come, they are going to look back on this and they're going to say, that was a moment that totally changed us. I, I wanna put these declarations on the screen and I want you to follow me today. And I would like for all of you to, to declare these things out loud with me today. And after we finish this declaration, we're gonna have a special song and then Pastor Brad is gonna be coming to close the service today. And But I, I want us to say these t- together. This is a declaration that we are declaring over our lives. It says, we pray God would use this for good. We pray we would rest in Him. We pray that we would have an awakening in our lives. We also declare and we pray that our relationships would grow stronger during this season. And we pray that we would be full of hope, that we would be hope that cares. I want you to listen to this song today and let it speak to you. And just, if you wanna close your eyes as they sing this song today, I wanna just encourage you to do that and just really stay in this moment and allow to speak into your life. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church podcast. If you have been encouraged by the ministry of Creekwood Church and would like to partner with us financially, you can give securely online at creekwoodchurch.com or on our Creekwood Church app. For directions, service times, and more information about the ministries of Creekwood Church, please visit our website at creekwoodchurch.com.